Irish Beats with Rob O'Connor. Your music now. This is Beat. Oh, I love that delayed guitar. You're listening to Irish Beats with Rob O'Connor on Beat 102-103. That's a thousand lives from the murder capital taken from their brand new album, Gigi's Recovery, which was released this week and went straight in at number one in the Irish charts. Ahead of the likes of Taylor Swift, uh, The weekend, uh, I'm sure Taylor Swift is, is all right. She's okay for a few quid. <laughs> but uh, it's great to see uh, a new Irish record going straight in at number one. It's a wonderful thing. Uh, speaking about records, that might win at number one. You never know. Or, or somewhere, anyway. I have uh, Somebody's Child is here with me in the studio. How are you, sir? How are you doing, Rob? Thanks for having me. No bother at all. So come here, tell me, have you heard, uh, we were just talking off here, The Murder Capital, have you heard the album? I haven't, no, I haven't given it a chance yet. Okay, yeah. Do you like Do you like what you've heard? You're allowed yeah, to say no, good. by the way. Yeah, it seems like it's a nice musical development from the first, especially yeah. at the end there. It sounds quite uh, London-esque almost, yeah. in terms of style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I was listening to the album during the week and it's, yeah, it's, it's a challenging listen and I mean that in, in a good kind of a way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not just music that washes over you it's music that kind of f- forces you to sit up and take notice do you mm. know what I mean do you yeah. know what I mean so there we go anyway we brought you on here to talk about other people's music <laughs> so there we go uh, right Somebody's Child your debut album is coming out on next week isn't yeah, it February 3rd yeah five days how do you feel Mad. about it excited nervous all the rest yeah yeah it's um, been a long time coming it has yeah no it's uh, it's one of those things where before COVID we were together 15, 16 months or something and now it's you know, pushing four years, so let's have it. Yeah. Well, listen, we're going to talk about the album, talk about kind of what you're up to, all that kind of stuff. But before that, let's have a listen to a track. This is Broken Record. It's from the album. It was a single towards the end of last year, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Is that right? Uh, so Broken Record from Somebody's Child. Came from the band is here with me in studio. And we'll talk more in just three minutes and 38 seconds. Somebody's Child with Broken Record and that is taken from the uh, debut album which is coming out this co- this Friday this, this Friday the Friday. 3rd of February uh, Keen Godfrey from Somebody's Child is here with me in the studio right Keen, I have a question for you that's a big question you might not be able to answer it is Somebody's Child you or is it a band? Um, yeah it's one of those things where it's just evolved from, from the, where it was at the start which was just myself and now it's very much a band when it comes to touring so um, I guess I don't like to put uh, too many boundaries on it, and and that's creatively as well. Um, so it has just evolved into a thing where it's definitely my band when when it's touring and we're a band together, and and I like having that sense of kind of camaraderie. But 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 then for kind of creative stuff, it's it's more myself and Shay's Shay, my bandmate as well, is a big big part of that. So I guess we all have different roles in in the way that a band probably usually plays out. It's just it's just developed differently to to a traditional you know band format. And in your head. Is it a band though, or is it is it your project? I haven't. I don't really think about it like that. I know to be I'm honest. pushing yeah. on this now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it's one of those like I don't. I don't really know. It's never, never felt the need to define it as such. But I think what people the easiest way for me to explain it is to compare it to, to Tame Impala, who is kind of a bit yeah in the middle and seems to ease people's minds in terms of whether it is or not. Yeah, it's a nice. I I, I see a lot of acts doing that. So rather than saying King Godfrey, I don't mean anything bad by this. 
But I suppose having a name allows you to be somebody with a guitar mm. or a four or five piece band yeah. or ten piece band or two piece or, yeah. or whatever, you know, and, and still have the same name. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. It alleviates that pressure that, you know, if you were going under your same name, it's essentially you, whereas now it's an extension of yourself. So mm. it allows you to create in a, in a different space, which which was huge for me at the start because I wasn't sure what sound I wanted and putting uh, a, a label, even a, a band name starting with the, as a as the first name puts you in a certain category, you know. So somebody's childhood yeah. meant to be a, a little bit anonymous, I suppose, at the start, and that it didn't allude to it being a male or a female, or as you say, a group or a band or a or a solo artist. And uh, and in that sense, it, it freed me up from from having to write in any particular genre. And as a solo songwriter, which I was at the time, you know, you can go in any direction um, in any part of your songs, and and you know, your your mood changes from the start of the day to the end, and you listen to a lot of people. So it was quite an eclectic mix of songs that I had, and in order to put them all together, I can't hear myself. It's like asking yourself to describe yourself as a person. You can't hear your own voice in your songs, so you mm. have to you have to almost separate yourself from it. And and uh, in doing so, it, it allows you to to kind of free up your your creative mind. The evolution of your sound is something that I'm interested in because yeah, we, we were just talking while we were listening to Broken Record because I did a telephone interview with you or a Zoom, and I think it was telephone or Zoom or one of those things way, 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 way back a couple of years ago in the in the before times, which we try not to speak about. Speak out, yeah. yeah, but I mean, since then, you, you've, I, I, I knew you had done two EPs, but I wasn't sure whether you'd done three. Uh, and of course, if I'd done my homework before you walked into the studio, I would have known that, but uh, actually I did, I knew it was three. I just asked you to open up a conversation. Um, you'd done three EPs, and there was there was a while there where you were getting a bit electronic-y yeah you maybe. were you, you know I know well I, I heard a lot of kind of in the box production okay do you know what I mean like mm. that which sounded like laptop production and there's nothing wrong with that by the way you know it just it sounded like it was getting that way yeah uh, whereas I have not heard the full album yet I've heard three tracks from it uh, which is the one we've just heard and the two singles I Need You and We Could Start A War and even the version of We Could Start A War that's on the album compared to the one that was released a few years ago this one has a more of a kind of a war on drugs widescreen rock and roll sound whereas the other one sounded more like it was in the box yeah, do, I mean, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I mean, and that that was the case, especially for we two EPs, twenty something, and and stay insane. And and at the time, you know, we didn't have much money. We didn't, you know, we weren't able to put a lot of money into production or into mm. videos or whatever. So you can see that twenty something EP, which did us, you know, it got us through a lot of of COVID, you know, and and you know, digital stuff is such a big thing now, and it, it kind of put us on the map in that sense digitally and. Um, but yeah, it was me and Shay in a in a room making demos, and then we sent it off to someone else to get mixed to 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 get give it that give it that uh, that flair, I suppose, because we just weren't able to do that at the time. But yeah, I mean, put 50 quid into artwork for, for We Could Start A War originally and and uh, now it's finally been able to be released in a, on a physical form and, and you know, with with some support behind it and stuff as well, which is fantastic. But also, we recorded it with, with Mikko Gordon, who's who's a kind of now Grammy-nominated yeah. producer who, who's managed to tie the whole sound together, which I suppose goes back to your point on developing the sound. Um, and it was nice again to to give that to someone else because we did have different sounds coming out and and even though somebody's child is meant to be that and it's meant to be creative and it's meant to be expressive, you need somebody to to take the reins on that. And I think that if you're writing the songs, it's almost too much pressure to try and do that. And it's great to have someone there to to understand um, understand that vision. Do you have any difficulty letting go? Do you have any difficulty, a producer, so Mikko Gordon, or whoever, it doesn't matter, saying to you, nah, I think you should do this, or I think we should do that? No, I think I take that on board. I think by the time that my song is written, um, it, it's it's in a place where I, I'm comfortable, 
whatever direction it goes in. Now, I wouldn't release it if it wasn't mm. the way that I wanted, like, granted. But um, I think once, I mean, you 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 do you have conversations with these people before you, they come on board and you hope that they see your vision. And it is a talking, it's a, it's a, it's a partnership almost when you're when you're in in the in the studio when you're working through it and um, they have some some boundaries and they're kind of limiting in some senses but I, I think that's a that was something that we needed so for example Mako at the, at the beginning I came in and he said right you have two guitar tones that's all you can use for the entire album yeah and almost that was quite expressive in the sense that we had to make it work within those sounds so we had to take parts of the old demo in, in the case of we could start a war where it was written and previously released and we had to um yeah, be creative about how we're going to get those sounds to come out on on the record and make it sound like it was part of the the full length album. Mm, I know what you mean. Uh, sometimes with, and I've heard this from many musicians down throughout the years, because you almost you have infinite tracks in it and an infinite sound palette essentially in in a in a, a modern recording setup. Yeah. So by that overwhelming amount of choice, you can chuck you know twenty tracks in. Where really two is all this needed, yeah, you know. Sure. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast earlier today, uh, and and yes, I'm listening for a while. It's uh, it's an interview between Rick Rubin, a famous producer, you know, Metallica and mm. uh, Beastie Boys and Johnny Cash and a whole bunch of people, and Malcolm Gladwell, he's an author, and they're talking about creativity. And Rick Rubin has they talk he talks about this. Uh, uh, part of his process is whenever he gets involved with an artist as a producer, uh, they, they they come to an agreement that nothing is released until everyone agrees that it's at the right place. And I thought that was, ooh, you know, some the big... The caveat e- there is that you need a bit of budget to keep going. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, Rick Rubin is, you know, if you're working with Rick Rubin, yeah. you have budget. You, have you know what I mean? Like, But what I mean is that there's, I was thinking, ooh, you've got big egos and, you know, mm. uh, you know, trying to get una- unanimity between a bunch of musicians can often be difficult. Yeah, definitely. You know? I think that there's um, there's always that conflict in bands, and I think that the way that somebody's child started, it's it's different to to other bands in the sense that it was it was me at the beginning, and I guess I hold a creative vision in that sense. But I do, I'm very accepting of other people's. Like for example, my band are far better musicians than me, so I've never, um, I take everything that they say on board and and give it its its you know the respect that it deserves. But ultimately. Um, it has to come. I believe it has to come from the voice of of one person. Otherwise, it's coming from no one really, and um, and that's a, a big part of of the songwriting and and you know the lyrics I'd always do myself and I'd spend time away from it and and put my own um, stamp on it. But but also there's the respect that you know you can't ignore someone who's been working with Nigel Godrich for this yeah. amount of years. You know, it's just it's uh, and his 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 experience in in the studio of having worked on analog previously, like his his knowledge of sc- soundscapes is just phenomenal. So. Um, you learn an awful lot off these people as well. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, come here, Ray. You have guitar. You have a, a five-string guitar because five it's string. missing one string. So this is going to be. I, I, I'm intrigued by this. Uh, you're going to play. You're going to play a couple of tracks for us. What's the first one going to be? This is a song called "I Need You." We released it earlier this month. Deadly. So this is. Uh, we have been playing this on the show for the last while. So this is "I Need You" from Somebody's Child, performed live in the Beat One Hundred Two One Hundred Three Studios. Take it away, sir. Cheers. When I was young, I wanted to be the best Not just somebody else who would die It was just on my mind Not joking the whole time But then I met you and I could no longer search Cause I'd found it was just meant to be I'm not lying, you see 
danced, I wanted to be free, I wanted to be me, I wanted to believe in someone that meant something somewhere, I guess I mean I'm happy, I swear, when we were together we would laugh and cry, we weren't just tearing apart, we weren't just tearing apart, cause I need ya, cause I need ya, Cause I need ya Cause I need ya Cause I need, 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 cause I need ya I Need You from Somebody's Child performed live in the Beat 102 103 studios and uh, that is taken from the forthcoming self-titled album that is out on the 3rd of February next week um, title for an album yeah was it, all, was it always was, was it always kind of you know often bands or acts the first album is like you know eponymous was, yeah was it going to be that no it wasn't originally going to be that it was actually going to be called Duality until uh, everyone t- told me not to do that because it's like not <laughs> Okay, right. Why is that a Slipknot album? It's is it? A, it's a huge Slipknot song. Yeah. Okay, that'll tell you now what I know mm. about uh, that kind of music. Yeah. But, uh, okay, now, to be right. Fair, like I, I, I thought it was going to be fine. I didn't think it was going to be a big deal, and then everyone was like, "Nah." Okay. Can't do that. Okay, right, mm. right, okay. So you're you release a bunch of VPs throughout the time that shall not be named, and now you're with French Kiss Records. Okay, how is the experience? What 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 do French Kiss Records bring to bring to the table that you can't do yourself? Um, I, I guess like I mean they've been in the industry for quite a while and you know have released some massive records and um, they're New know, York based, aren't they? They're New right? York based, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They had like the drums and Passion Pit and Local Natives and yeah, huge bands and especially in our scene, it's 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 a really nice fit and it's 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 a very good working relationship in the sense that I suppose having not had the experience before of working with a label like that you don't really know where you fit in whether you need to keep on pushing as you would when you're promoting yourself or, or self-releasing or whatever or you need to you know what what are your responsibility what's your role and I think that we have a very I'm, I'm quite you know driven and I'd push myself and I think that they are able to just facilitate that quite well and and um, it's, a, it's a really nice kind of working relationship in that sense but they also bring a you know, a lot of confidence, a lot of contacts, I suppose, in that sense as well. But ultimately, it comes down to yourself in the end. And I think that's not the case if you were to sign with, like, a major label. And at the start, there was, you know, people getting on to us from majors and they wanted to set us up with X and Y producer that just would not have suited the sound or the direction that we wanted to go in. And I think with a, an indie especially, well, I can only attest to French kids, but they really, they allow you to create a freedom to express yourself in whatever form that is. So it's a much more authentic version of yourself than you would maybe get if you were to you know, sign your life away for the next five albums with a major for mm. 80% of your profits for life, you know. <laughs> uh, you're now based in London full-time. Yes. How do you find the the different urban experience? Um, It's pretty thrilling at the start, if I'm honest. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, You're allowed to say that, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm cheating on Dublin every time I come home. It's weird. I'm looking at the place as if it's through a different lens. And I, I love Dublin. It's, 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 it will always be my home. But, but after lockdown and sorry, here the time we we shall not name. Ah, yeah. Well, um, you can name it if you want. You know. Yeah. Well, anyways, we creatively we we were just stuck in a rut, and for two years we we were writing, you know, pretty much nine to five, and nothing came out that was usable. You know, we four four tracks a week probably that that none of them came out, and. The kind of six to eight months after lockdown lifted, you know, we wrote six to eight tracks on the record. You know, just it's mm. it's chalk and cheese. But also, I mean, just the the kind of living situation in Dublin now. It's as well. It's how much am I going to worth? How much is it yeah. worth to pay to live down the road? You know, it's it's one of those things. And as a finishing off this first album, it felt like the right thing to do to change change where I lived and change my atmosphere and my you know the the kind of energy around me. So. Yeah, look, it's 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 just a, a much bigger place, and for music, everyone asks me, it's like, oh, are you going there to do loads of gigs? Are you going there to? No, it's a personal move, but but it's nice walking around and meeting people. Like one in five people over there, I feel like are in are in music or arts or mm. like one of these things. So it's quite inspiring in that sense, where it's a little bit more, and like let's be honest, Ireland punches way above its weight, but it's you do struggle to find people of the same type because the place is just a lot smaller. So, um. Yeah, it's it's been it's been quite good so far. But look, I've I've been home pretty much every two weeks. I haven't spent a full two weeks there, so I can't really say much. My <laughs> yeah. friends, I did a big going away party before I left, and they're asking for their money back because yeah. I'm home so often. So. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Um, right. Well, look. So the album Somebody's Child it's out next week on French Kiss Records. You said there is uh, there's going to be physical copies as well, is there? The whole lot. Yeah. Does that mean a lot to you? It does. I think, and I was never a big record guy. Um, you know, just growing up, I'm, it just wasn't the case in my family. We didn't have a record player, you know, but but having it in physical form really makes it a tangible thing that you've achieved. And mm. it's, yeah, almost four years now we've been working on this and to have an actual product we can sell at gigs and connect with people and, you know, even sign it and, and that kind of stuff. It's it, it means just even the fact that people are buying it, it's a token of their appreciation back, I suppose, and, and that, that really keeps you determined and, and it makes you realise that there are people out there that are, you know, listening, which is which is a, a really important thing, especially after lockdown. We have no idea. Like streams are coming in, but they're not. It could be played in a cafe, and people are listening passively. You know, yeah. To, to see people coming back to gigs now, and we kind of we're gonna hopefully sell out the UK tour, and um and tickets are flying out, which is something that we we didn't expect coming out of COVID. So, um yeah, it's great to see that response. Listen, you're gonna finish off with a song for us. Yeah. Okay. So what's this one gonna be? This is called We Could Start a War. Brilliant. Uh, so we could start a war from somebody's child. Uh, it's on the new album, which is out next week. And uh, it was released a couple of years ago as well. Uh, this is a great single. So please take it away. I'm going to enjoy this. Have my own little personal concert here. Time runs out and your money's up. We could start a war. And don't convince this America. Had in its divorce And we never quite found the light Can't stop till it's over So pray for us since tonight Before we get any older You know we could start a war We could live in peace So what are we fighting for? 
begging to achieve You've got me begging to bleed And I won't last aside for fear of fear of pain I will use my mind to make use of it all And now I stand before you with my life in vain We couldn't work it out, work it out And I've been falling from eyes you'll never know And I've been standing at the bottom of the earth Somebody Child Week can start a war. You'll find that on the debut album. It's out next week. Uh, you've got a whole bunch of live dates across the UK. You've got some in Ireland, none in the southeast. Uh, please rectify that, okay? Sort that out. Uh, uh, closest is in Cork in March, uh, 2nd of March in Cypress Avenue. And then later on, you're heading over to the States. You're also playing South by Southwest uh, later this year. So wish you all the best of luck with that. And uh, watch out for uh, some of the weirdos over there as well, okay? Thanks so much, Rob. Appreciate it. Yeah, sound.